Hello, this is Father Neil here and welcome to the podcast Catechism with Father Neil. Today we'll be looking at numbers 1145 through 1152 of the Catechism. 2. How is the liturgy celebrated? Signs and symbols. 1145. A sacramental celebration is woven from signs and symbols. In keeping with the divine pedagogy of salvation, their meaning is rooted in the work of creation and in human culture, specified by the events of the Old Covenant and fully revealed in the person and work of Christ. 1146. Signs of the human world. In human life, signs and symbols occupy an important place. As a being at once body and spirit, man expresses and perceives spiritual realities through physical signs and symbols. As a social being, man needs signs and symbols to communicate with others through language, gestures and actions. The same holds true for his relationship with God. 1147. God speaks to man through the visible creation. The material cosmos is so presented to man's intelligence that he can read there traces of its creator, light and darkness, wind and fire, water and earth. The tree and its fruit speak of God and symbolise both his greatness and his nearness. 1148. Inasmuch as they are creatures, these perceptible realities can become means of expressing the action of God who sanctifies men and the action of men who offer worship to God. The same is true of signs and symbols taken from the social life of man. Washing and anointing, breaking bread and sharing the cup can express the sanctifying presence of God and man's gratitude towards his creator. 1149. The great religions of mankind witness, often impressively, to this cosmic and symbolic meaning of religious rites. The liturgy of the Church presupposes, integrates and sanctifies elements from creation and human culture, conferring on them the dignity of signs of grace of the new creation in Jesus Christ. 1150. Signs of the Covenant. The holy people received from God distinctive signs and symbols that marked its liturgical life. They are no longer solely celebrations of cosmic cycles and social gestures but signs of the covenant, symbols of God's mighty deeds for his people. Among these liturgical signs from the old covenant are circumcision, anointing and consecration of kings and priests, laying on of hands, sacrifices and above all the Passover. The church sees in these signs a prefiguring of the sacraments of the new covenant. 1151. Signs taken up by Christ. In his preaching, the Lord Jesus often makes use of the signs of creation to make known the mysteries of the kingdom of God. He performs healings and illustrates his preaching with physical signs or symbolic gestures. He gives new meaning to the deeds and signs of the old covenant, above all to the exodus and the Passover, for he himself is the meaning of all these signs. 1152. Sacramental Signs Since Pentecost, it is through the sacramental signs of his church that the Holy Spirit carries on the work of sanctification. The sacraments of the Church do not abolish, but purify and integrate all the richness of these signs and symbols of the cosmos and social life. 
Further, this fulfil the types and figures of the Old Covenant, signify and make actively present the salvation wrought by Christ, and prefigure and anticipate the glory of heaven. Okay, very good. So here we're beginning to look at how the liturgy is done here. I mean, tomorrow we'll look at the words and the actions, which are obviously very important. But here we're looking at the signs and the symbols that occupy such a great place in the liturgy. That our liturgy isn't just something of the mind. It's not just preaching. Unfortunately, some Protestant groups have reduced their church services to just preaching. And again, they might preach very well. Many of them preach exceptionally well. An awful lot of what they're saying is very true. But this isn't enough. The liturgy of the church always uses these signs and these symbols. These things that are done and the church is using in a, in, in a tradition. The church is working in a tradition that these are not something that the church is inventing. That signs have always meant a lot to humanity. Certain things always mean things. You know, I mean, the most primitive of them probably is the light and the darkness, death and life. These uh, these signs are, uh, you know, are, are fundamental. They're there from the very beginning of creation. They mean something. You know, the times of the day, the fact that at dawn the sun comes up, at dusk the sun goes down. These things mean something. And that uh, all religions use them. You can see if you look at the at the Hindu temples, there's all sorts of razzmatazz going on, all sorts of uh, stuff happening, different signs. And especially in the people of Israel, there were uh, liturgies where they had anointings, they had laying on of hands, they had different things happening. And what we're seeing here is, first of all, that these have been taken up by Christ that these signs have been used by Christ so it's not that a couple of hundred years after Jesus or even as some people stupidly say at the Council of Trent 1500 years later that some bishop sat down and said okay let's come up with a list of seven sacraments let's put together uh, we're going to use let me see we use water for baptism and we use this for oil for uh, confirmation and oil for the priesthood and I don't know what else. No, not at all. Yes, the signs that were in use had a meaning, had a religious meaning for the people of Israel. Again, there's an awful lot of the water, the link to St. John the Baptist, and an awful lot about uh, the Jewish purification rites, the mikvah. If you know any Jews, any practicing Orthodox Jews, go through the purification rites of the mikvah which is a kind of a bath that they have to take where they're fully submerged. And to see that this is a connection with baptism, you know, doesn't take a rocket science scientist. Or the, uh, the, the Passover that the Jews celebrate, that the Gospels tell us that Jesus celebrated, where uh, he takes bread and he takes wine, and that, he, that they have a special meaning for the Jewish people. The fact that this forms the nucleus for the liturgy of the Eucharist, you know, that the Mass finds its roots in the Jewish Passover, Again, you don't have to be a rocket scientist, although unfortunately, thanks to anti-Semitism, the church forgot this for a long time, but that this relationship between the people of Israel and Christian liturgy is something that is real, something that we need to come back to, but also to see that at this time, 
that, uh, that, that Christ chose these. Again, Jesus was God made man, the second person of the Trinity. He could have decided, rather than baptism, he could have decided, well, rather than washing them in water, I don't know. We're going to use orange juice. I mean, again, he could have used whatever he wanted. He was God. He could do whatever he wanted. But in the history of salvation, he decided to use some signs that already had particular meanings, giving them, yes, a fuller meaning, fulfilling them, giving them a better context, but already with a prehistory to make them more biblical for us, to make them more in line with the Old Testament, with the Old Covenant. But still, that these signs in the Christian liturgy have value because they were taken up by the church. Other signs of Judaism weren't. You know, the huge thing of kosher food that's massive for the Orthodox Jews. We don't go near it. Circumcision is not practiced in Christianity. So there are, there are major Jewish signs that Jesus didn't incorporate, but there are a lot of ones that he did. And so many of these from the nucleus for our sacraments, again, we will look at the sacraments individually in a couple of weeks' time, but here we're just looking at um, at the sacraments in general and to say that they all are made up of different signs that Jesus used, different signs that he took, that he was using these, that he did not just have a verbal sacrament. The sacraments aren't just words, but also use a lot of the, um, use a lot of the signs of Israel use a lot of things because again we're in a created world a created reality a reality that is made up of uh, different signs different elements uh, a reality that also has many religions in it and that christ decided to use these signs in making his liturgical life of the church so tomorrow we'll continue looking at the words so tomorrow we're going to do numbers 1135 sorry 1153 excuse me to 1155, 1153 to 1155. God bless.